Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of BBFOhio.com. I'm Pastor Greg, and I welcome you to our current events update and then our study in Acts chapter 12, verses 12 through 19, titled, It is His Angel. The conclusion of this two-part message can be found at BBFOhio.com. As we now begin, this is part one of two. The current events update. We've been uh, giving a short recap of the Israel war with Hamas each week, or actually each service, as of 1 24 uh, That was yesterday's stats, that's the most recent I could get. Today is actually 100 days since the Hamas terrorists, the Islamists, who are just doing what Muhammad did, uh, went into the southern Israel. Uh, peaceful territory, uh, slaughtered a couple thousand people, took uh, hundreds hostage, raped and murdered and killed. It's just an amazing display of satanic rage. And uh, Israel has responded the way they ought to. And uh, there's still, though, 136 unaccounted for they are supposing are hostages. It's just my guess that a lot of those are actually dead, and what they'll get back are bodies and not people that are still alive. And uh, as they said, every minute matters in the fight to return hostages, as the world's crying out for the Jews and Israel to stop fighting, they're not even mentioning the hostages. Anybody who says anything about the war in Israel and doesn't demand the return of the hostages is a devil with skin. That goes for your own mother if she's doing it. So sick of this. These people crying out about the Jews defending their borders and the same people who cry about it the most couldn't care less about the 136 Jews and others, not even Jews, there's some that aren't Jews, but citizens of Israel or some were just visiting and are still being held hostage. So keep that in mind as you hear the uh, propaganda. Meanwhile, the genocidal Marxist government of South Africa are rabidly anti-Israel. The uh, South African uh, uh, majority uh, is black, and they overcame the uh, minority rule of the whites who were basically from England. I, I believe most of them came from England. And it was a bad situation. It's gone worse. It's worse now than it was under the apartheid. And the, the slaughter that's taking place in that country. And of course, uh, you know, if it were Jews doing what they're doing in South Africa, you'd hear about it every day on the news. But since it's not Jews, they don't care. Um, this is just an example of things going on regularly. Uh, South Africa has stripped a Jewish cricketer, that's a sport, <laughs> uh, of captaincy. He's no longer allowed to be the captain because he supports Israel. And that's just the most recent example of the Jew hate in South Africa. Um, they are under Islamic money to influence, by the way. A lot of the money going into the South African government is from Muslims. Islam, and uh, they took their accusation of genocide to an international court that was established because of the genocide of Jews. Think of that. 
Because of the Holocaust and the genocide of Jews, in 1948 they established this court, and now they take Israel to court accusing them of genocide, and again, those devils with skin don't mention the hostages and are not demanding that the hostages be released. Israel has laid out its defense against genocide accusations before the International Court of Justice. It comes after South Africa claimed that Israel violated the Genocide Convention through its ongoing attacks against Hamas. First, a core of genocide is intent. Without intent, there can be no genocide in law. Israel defending itself on the second and final day of hearings at the International Court of Justice, refuting claims by South Africa that its response to the attacks on October 7th violates the 1948 Genocide Convention. The sitting is open. It is respectfully submitted that the application and request should be dismissed for what they are, a libel designed to deny Israel the right to defend itself according to the law from the unprecedented terrorist on onslaught it continues to face and to free the 100 and 136 hostages Hamas still holds. This after South Africa's lawyers argued on Thursday that Israel's leaders were intent on destroying the Palestinians as a group in Gaza. Following 7 October, Israel deployed 6,000 bombs per week. Her name's Hasim. At least 200 times, it has deployed 2,000 pound bombs in southern areas of Palestine designated as safe. There are many distortions on Friday, Israel pushed back. The Genocide Convention was not designed to address the brutal impact of intensive hostilities on the civilian population. The Convention was set apart to address a malevolent crime of the most exceptional severity. Israel's lawyers also arguing that genocidal acts were committed by Hamas on October 7th when more than 1,200 Israelis were killed. But if there exactly. have been acts that may be characterized as genocidal, then they have been per perpetrated against Israel. Outside the court, the public's divisions and frustrations on clear display. I'm waiting to see evidence uh, of things they said, because I think there's a lot of things that, uh, uh, a lot of information that is misleading um, and that is uh, not really accurate. And so I'm waiting to see the, the, the evidence that they're about to bring forth. Nearby, pro-Israel supporters had laid a table for Shabbat with places set for hostages still inside Gaza. On October 7th, Israel was under attack. People were killed, murdered, butchered, raped, burned alive. And today, we are the ones who are supposed to give explanations? Exactly. It's unbelievable. The question of whether Gazans are the victims of a genocide could take years for the court to rule on. Far more pressing, the question of if and how it will ask Israel to stop its war. If what Israel is doing is genocide, you're all a bunch of genocidal maniacs. Your country has committed genocide numerous times. My own uncles and grandfathers are guilty of genocide if that is the definition of genocide. 
what America did in Vietnam, in North Korea, in World War II, and World War I is genocide according to that definition. That's how stupid this is. And that's how stupid everyone calling it genocide is. It's sickening. And, and the, the silence from so many is deafening. It really is amazing. to But, we always point this out. Don't forget, Jesus said it would be like this. Everybody you know who denies that the Jews in Israel today are the Jews, you're looking at somebody who's full of the devil and is fulfilling Bible prophecy. Everybody who is anti-Israel right now that you know is full of the devil and is fulfilling Bible prophecy right now. They are exactly who the Bible talked about would be here at the end time generation who would hate the Jews. Why? They don't even know why. You talk to them, they can't even give you reasons for, the, for why they hate the Jews. In Japan and places where there are no Jews, they hate the Jews. And they can't even tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because their father, the devil, hates the Jews. Because our Savior is a Jew. And He's going to return and rule and reign on a throne in Israel, King of the Jews. That's why. And with this guy, makes more sense than a lot of conservatives. You know we're in trouble here in America. And now let's also talk about that. Now we're being talking about genocide. And now South Africa now is now bringing that kind of a, a trial. Maybe South Africa being on a sit this one out when they're talking about genocide. That's better, man. And he's saying more and making more sense than most so-called Republicans and a lot of conservatives. What he's talking about is that in South Africa, the, there's a minority of blacks in that country who belong to a communist, Marxist political party. And they want to genocide not just the whites, everyone who's not a part of their political party. But they focus a lot of their attention to killing white farmers. That's the face of the uh, party. And he has, is on video in front of stadiums that are about twice the size of Ohio Stadium here, filled with supporters singing and chanting about killing white farmers. Can you imagine that? Imagine us just filling up Ohio Stadium and saying, kill the Muslims, kill the Muslims, or kill the Palestinians, kill them all. That's what they do here. And you, some of you probably never even heard of this before. The Boer Wars, if you look at that's the wars against the Dutch, I believe it was, the whites. And then, so they call the whites. Here, I guess, if you're not called white, you're called a honky. Cracker. <laughs> Over there, you're a boar. A lot of, most of the white people I know are boars, but anyway, that's another story. <laughs> so Jew haters, regardless of their skin color, have a satanic spirit of murder in their hearts. You find that. 
What happens every time these Jew haters get the power to kill? They kill the Jews. Every time. And they just don't have the power here in America yet. John 8, 44. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. All these anti-Israel, anti-Jews, whether they're you know, white liberals or any other race here in America, whether they're uh, South African black leaders or they're in Europe and as white as a driven snow, doesn't matter. They have a black soul and darkness, a dark foul spirit is what you would call it because they are of their father the devil. That's why they lie and lie and lie. That's what drives them. Now, on another issue, flashback. Do you remember this from last year? I think it was the Sunday before Martin Luther King Jr. Day I showed this. Uh, that's, this is the statue that's supposed to be a, a tribute to Martin Luther King Jr. And we were just laughing about it. I didn't say much else about it because it looked terrible. I just couldn't figure out what it was. Well, someone showed me recently, so I thought I'd give you an update a year later. Um, there's the more, there's a close-up of it, and then that's what that's all there is to it. And I found out it's a loose representation of this photo. Oh. Here and the, here's the angle where you might see the resemblance there. It's still ugly, but at least we know what it's supposed to be. <laughs> It's headless, but that's Coretta. That that's his wife. He's got a ring on. That's true. They didn't put his wedding ring on the statue. Very good eyes. That's something I never paid attention to. That. It's still hideous. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, and who could blame him, you know. But uh, I'm sure, you know, the guy probably meant well, but I think they had a committee and they chose, you know. So it wasn't just him. Yeah, he was, he was special too. He's part of the uh, special class of uh, LGBTQ or whatever. And so that's another reason they picked him. And number three, just uh, real quick. Ohio House did vote to override the Dorino, I mean DeWine uh, veto of uh, HB 68, and so that's good, but it uh, now has to go to the Senate. The prediction is that it'll be even more lopsided than the Ohio House vote, and we pray it will be, but you can still contact your state senator and ask your state senator to vote for the override. You go to ohiosenate.gov. There's a place where you put your address in if you don't know who your representative is. Go right there, and then you click on the map wherever you live, and it shows you your representative. Click on the link next to their face and contact them by email or phone or write a letter um, if you can afford the stamp. <laughs> Has it gone up yet? They're saying it's going to be like 68 cents now? Okay, is it 68 cents now? I'm old enough to remember 10-cent stamps. <laughs> but uh, anyway, be informed and pray accordingly.
Acts chapter 12, uh, verse 12. That's where we'll pick up. It is his angel. That's what we've titled this. The transition from law to grace is in full effect. Hopefully you've got that concept down and you're, you're observing that with knowledge now. You see the transition going from Mosaic law to the gospel of the grace of God. We're now seeing the Acts of the Apostles as the transition spreads. Uh, now, some Bibles, if you look at uh, the beginning of the book of Acts in your Bible, uh, mine says the Acts of the Apostles. Does yours say that? Yes. On the very first page of the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. A lot of preachers over the years, you, I've heard and you'll hear, uh, they'll say a better title would have been the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Well, uh, that's just kind of, sometimes preachers like to sound, you know, real smart, and they'll say stuff like that. Um, but the Holy Spirit is doing way more than what we're seeing told in this book. Uh, this is specifying what the Holy Spirit is doing with the acts of the apostles themselves and in their ministry and in their presence. So don't change the title of your Bible, no matter what anybody says. And so that's what we're seeing. So beginning verse 12 through verse 19... I'm going to have you read the even verses with me, uh, beginning in verse 12. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken, named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he, beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, Go show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. Now as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers what was become of Peter. And when Herod had sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea and there abode. Amen? So Peter is free, as the song we just heard, you know, Jenny saying, he's a free man. He heads out then to join a prayer meeting that's taking place. <laughs> so we're going to see as he comes to the door, we're going to listen to his report, and then we're going to see that the guards are executed. <laughs> and we'll discuss that for a few minutes. But uh, beginning there in verse 12, Peter is at the door. Uh, and that takes us verses 12 through 15. Verse 12, And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John. We talked about last week how there's so many Herods, and uh, keeping them straight is uh, not easy. There's also a number of Marys. <laughs> and so you've got to keep that in mind. When you see the, the name of Mary, it's not uh, always the mother of Jesus. And here it's uh, said to be the mother of John, whose surname was Mark. Well, there's another thing. And this seems difficult 
People say, well, the Bible's so hard to understand. If you give it the effort, you give your favorite hobby or your favorite book series or your favorite TV series or your favorite video or whatever, video games, then it's not that hard. The problem is, is it takes effort. And people would, they, they just want the Bible to just be easy to understand, no effort required, and so what do they do? That's when they turn to the NIVs and the ESVs, and they don't care that those Bibles are corrupt. They don't care that they take out, you know, thousands of words, whole verses ripped out. They don't, because it's easier to understand. And we've talked about this before. Is what you're reading, if it's easier to understand, is that more important than it being accurate? I could give you directions from here to some place in California. And you're like, oh, that looks easy. But what if I left out half a dozen of the turns you're supposed to take? That's your NIV. That's your new version. And so uh, when we see this John, whose surname is Mark, his name is called sometimes John Mark, but we know him as Mark. And we'll come across him uh, numerous other times. Why would they say John Mark and then just call him Mark? Same reason we have to, you know, we have so many Johnnies around here, uh, and Johns and Johnnies, and, you know, sometimes we have to call them first, second, third, and fourth John, you know. <laughs> sometimes you read fiction, and they'll make sure everybody's got a different name. You're like, that's not the real world. <laughs> uh, I grew up with being called Miller all the time because there were so many Gregs, you know, and that kind of thing. So the home of... Mark's mother, Mary, where a prayer meeting for Peter is taking place. Think of that. The reason they're here praying together is because of Peter being in prison. Now, what do you think they're praying? Dear Lord, we pray for Peter's protection and safety, and we pray that you get him out of there and that he's a free man. Amen? Wouldn't that be what you pray? Okay. Well, verse 13. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And uh, Rhoda, by the way, is a name that means a rose. Just an interesting thing there. And in verse 14, And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told, Peter, uh, told how Peter stood before the gate. If that doesn't hit you as comical, you're sleeping. <laughs> They're praying for Peter and praying to be released. Who comes to the door and knocks? Sorry, Momo. Uh, <laughs> Peter's at the door. And so what's she do? She keeps the door shut and runs to tell everybody. I mean, it's just amazing. I, I made note of this, but if you, if you watch for that, you'll see that a lot of comedy routines and skits and scenes in movies have used that same effect, that same uh, idea to great effect, as I put it on the... Uh, but they, they, I, I can't tell you how many times you'll see comedies where that kind of thing happened. And uh, it had to be comical to Peter to some extent. He knocks on the door and she just leaves the door shut and runs. <laughs> So then verse 15, and she goes in, it says, uh, and they said unto her, thou art mad. <laughs> okay, think of it. They're praying for Peter to be released from prison, and he's released. And Rhoda says, he's here. You're crazy. You're nuts. <laughs> but haven't you ever uh, responded to answered prayer just like that? 
There's times where I pray for stuff with, they, you hear people say, pray with faith believing. I've prayed a lot of times with no faith believing. Words just came out of my mouth because I believe in God and I'm supposed to pray for things. But even as I'm saying it, I have no faith. Not that I don't have faith that God is and that He's real, but I had no faith. I did not believe God was going to answer that prayer. I don't know why. I mean, if you think about it, can you give me a list of things that's too hard for God? <laughs> There's no list. Uh, but we pray that way, and a lot of times we just have no real expectation of answered prayer. And then when it is answered, you're just like, that can't, that didn't just happen. There's no way. I mean, I'm not kidding you. There was one time I didn't have a car. I didn't know how I was going to get to work. I wasn't near the bus line. I was trying to think of who am I going to call and have them come pick me up. There's nobody. It would be an inconvenience, to say the least, for anybody that I worked with to come and get me. I didn't know anybody else who worked in the area. I was just at my wit's end and praying. I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I, I'm just calling on you and saying, this is it. I'll call off work till I run out of my sick days and then they'll put, write me up and fire me if I can't get a job. I mean, can't get a car to get to my job. And so I did. The next day I called off sick. I made some phone calls. I talked to some people, all dead ends. Couldn't think of anything. I didn't have much savings at the time. And then I thought, this is in the early days of internet. I'm like, I'm just going to get away from this for a little bit. Get on my computer. Start to open my email. Oh, what is that? Okay. Dear Greg, I don't know why, but the Lord just told me to give you my car. as the Lord is my witness.